Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday morning. It is May 30th, almost the last day of May. Wow. So, yeah, half a year uh, has gone by in 2023, almost half a year. I mean, we've got one more month and then half the year is over. Um, it's been a decent year so far. I feel like spring has been really well for me. And, um, you know, winter, I never really do well in winter. I had a rough winter. Anyways, as we speak, I currently have five tattoos on my body. One on my foot, two on my left arm, and two on my right arm. Tattoos are one of those things that, for some reason, has been frowned upon in the past, you know, ever. But I think the past decade, you know, times have changed. And I think our perspective on tattoos, especially the older generation, their perspective has started to change and we've started to allow expression and you know art on our bodies in everyday form what's crazy is my first job was at Publix it was a grocery store in Tarpon Springs Florida it's a great grocery store but personally I hated working there Um, but I was 15 I think 15 through 17 years old when I worked there and there was a strict like no tattoos can be showing. Um, your hair had to be like above your ears. Um, what else? There's so many like so many of these things, right? Um, no earrings, no like any piercings. I mean, it was so strict, especially for like what it was. You know, I'm a bagger and a cart boy, and I can't have hair past my ears. Anyways, one one time I got sent home because my hair was past my ears, and I'll never let that go. Um, but not that long ago, like all of those rules have just gone out the window. And ironically, it seems like the roles have completely reversed. Like, you know, they probably are targeting people that have tattoos and earrings and hair past their ears to, to work there. Like that, it's just, it, it blows my mind that, um, the, how, how fast, I guess, progression happens sometimes and whether or not you think it's progression, um, that's up to you. But, like, I, I don't know what else to call it when just, like, in one year, like, things completely change. And you're allowed to have facial hair and earrings and lip piercings and tattoos all over your body. And all these things where, like, I'm for that, but I just don't get the whole, like, you know, a hundred years of business, you weren't allowed to do that. And then out of nowhere, like, it's actually frowned upon if you don't you know like it feels like it's frowned upon it's weird how life works you know like one day you wake up and uh i keep snapping but one day you wake up and just everything changes and that's just how life works you know all of a sudden there's electric cars and all, all these crazy things um as you can tell i'm pretty stuffed up right now it's allergy season hardcore here in colorado but we're empowering through, and uh, if I go off on a limb or anything, it's just because I'm I'm kind of out of it. But I'm still speaking my truth, and I want to talk about today's topic, which is tattoos. What is the history of tattoos? Why do people get tattoos? Why do people dislike tattoos? It's so interesting to me that, like, I don't know. Tattoos just seem like one of those topics that you know, there's there's certain topics in life that just feel like they'll never be figured out. And whether or not you're for or against it, um, the first one that comes to mind is abortion. Like that just seems like, you know, 500 years is going to go by and 
nothing's going to be figured out. And I think our perspective on tattoos is kind of similar in that regard. Like half the world loves them and half the world hates them. Um, I just don't know. I wish we could figure out like how to have like five year inks and 10 year inks and permanent inks and all these things. I am for permanent, but like, I also understand that, you know, it's permanent and it's your body. And what sucks is you get this really cool design and then 10 years go by and it's just a blob and, and I get it. I get that it's weird and whatever, but like who I am personally, my entire room is just covered in art. My laptop is completely drawn on. I wipe it off and I draw new doodles all over my laptop. I mean, that's just who I am. I like to doodle. I like to show my expression. Sometimes I can't say what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. So I draw it. And a lot of times I just, I just draw. I've drawn on my body my entire life. I've drawn, I have a whole book of tattoo ideas from when I was, you know, like sophomore year of high school. So I love tattoos personally. And I love that it's just a form of self-expression, really. Like you get to, you know, tell a story based on the worn out tennis ball tattoo you got for your old dog or whatever. Like you get to tell a story through a tattoo. I might be completely botching this, so I'm sorry, Blake. But my buddy Blake has a tattoo of a fork on him. Um, and I think it's, I think what he told us was, it was whenever he was having dinner at his grandma's house, she would leave a fork out um, for dessert. I, I think this is right. I'm sorry, Blake, if this is wrong. But basically the meaning that the reason why I got the tattoo was there's always something better coming. Um, you know, so the fork symbolizes that for his grandma and also just deeper meanings in life. If I mess that up again, sorry, dude, but I just love tattoos. I'm just going to do a quick run through on my tattoos. So my first one, I was 17, had to get the parents approval. Uh, but I got a little tiny wave on my ankle and yeah, it's a little girly, but I made it thick enough that it's not anyways. Uh, the meaning behind the wave is, well, to put in some perspective, I used to skimboard a lot. And if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like the hybrid of skateboarding and surfing. Um, you just like, you're on this board on thin water at the ocean. And depending on your skill level, you can go out a little bit and take a wave back in, or you're just skimboarding flat, you know, flat ground doing tricks. Anyways, um, I used to fall a lot when I was learning things and the tattoo I got symbolizes that you need to fail and you need to fall in life to actually learn and to actually perfect something. So that's why I got the wave. It's just a wave, but you know, I'll always remember the meaning behind it. And I even like wrote out the entire meeting in a book in my like sketchbook. Um, and then what was next? I got this quote on my left arm. If you want to see any of these, let me know. They're, they're probably posted all over. You can look at them on any of my social media. It's, I'm sure you can see them. But uh, I've got this quote on my left arm that says, live like Bob. And then the next part underneath it is not by default. So not by default is the slogan for my company, Beaten Path. And it basically is what it is. Like it, it the meaning behind it is don't be default and default means like normal and boring and like standard. when you buy a car off the lot, you know, it's just default. It's what it is. Don't be that, be who you authentically are, be a better version of yourself every single day. Um, so that's kind of the meaning behind that and live like Bob. Bob was an uncle of mine. He was a great dude. He was awesome guy and I aspire to be like him but he inspired almost all of Beaten Path like he inspired 
you know, the meaning behind it and having an outdoor clothing brand in general, because he was just such an outdoor dude. Um, he would one week be out here in Colorado and the next week be back home in Florida fishing on his boat and then kayaking and all these things. And, um, he just inspired a lot. And I, I saw a lot of life within him and he also had the biggest smile ever. So like a lot of, I, I see a lot of me through him, even though I never like really got close with him. Um, he was definitely the closest grandpa figure to me because I never met either of my real grandpas. Um, and then I never really got to spend much time with my step grandpa either. So he was kind of like my grandpa, um, just a really good role model for me. And that's why I have that tattoo. The next one I got was the beaten path logo with a bunch of friends. Um, it was really cool. We got like 10 of us together and we all got the logo. Uh, the next one, I got two more at the same time, and one, his name is Tommy, he's on the back side of the Live Like Bob, Not By Default, he's just this little dude with a cowboy hat and a slingshot, and basically the meaning behind that is to never lose your childlike spirit, to always have youth, no matter how old you are, and I, I wanted to get that near the uh, Bob tattoo, because that's just who he reminds me of, or, or who he is, and then on the back of the beaten path one, I have the smile hard words and that's the, that's my other company. So, um, yeah, I love these tattoos and I have so many more tattoo ideas. Something that is so annoying for me is, all right, I'll just be completely honest. I'm a full out straight male, like hardcore straight male, um, to this day, you know, you never know what could happen, but I'm a straight male. I like women and, uh, I also have flamboyant tendencies, you know, like I love girly drawings and I love like painting nails and all these things. Um, but like, I, I am just hardcore straight. And I think that it's just annoying that, um, like I have all these girly tattoos that I want to get, but it's just annoying. Like if people think that the wave on my ankle is so girly, I'm like, dude, you don't even know what's coming. Cause I got flowers and butterflies and all these things that I think are so cool. Um, their life. And for some reason we've painted the picture that it's girly, you know, like when you have a, a newborn and it's a girl, the bedroom has to be pink versus if it's a newborn and it's a boy, it has to be blue. Like it doesn't have to be. I get that, that like we've correlated that and we've marketed that for ever. And, um, you know, I don't know if you want to wear a dress, wear a dress. If you want to paint your nails, pink, paint them pink. I just, I want it to be cool for straight men to be able to come out and like, you know, wear a butterfly t-shirt and wear, and you know, I don't know. I just want to be that person. And that's kind of another reason why I do a lot of social media. Like the main reason is to uh, provide like positivity and spread kindness as much as possible because there's a lot of good and bad on social media and I rather push out the good. Um, but another reason is like, I want to show that, Hey, other straight dudes, like you can come on social media. It's awesome out here and you can meet a lot of people and just learn who you are and learn about culture and all this th stuff. It just seems like it's, you know, female driven. Um, and then if you see bigger dudes on there, a lot of the majority of them are, um, a different sexuality, which is completely fine. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I just want to be like the straight male icon on social media that's also flamboyant and that dances and has 
flower tattoos and paintings all over his walls and also chops wood in the backyard for the fireplace and builds a tree house and provides for the family you know, like you know like just everything and a human just be an authentic human like that's who i am and that's what i want to show like is okay to be like we can just be who we are without feeling um, judgment or feeling like we have to be strung to this certain path I guess. I think the biggest reason why people hate or dislike tattoos is mainly because they are scared of tattoos. And rightfully so, like it's a permanent thing that's going on your body and if that's not for you, I get it totally. It's cool. Just don't hate on them, you know? If that's the reason why you do dislike them, change the reason, you know? Like that can't be the reason. It's kind of like, you know, I'm scared to go skydiving, but I don't hate skydiving. Like I think it's awesome and it just I'm just scared of it you know another reason is based on your upbringing based on who you surround yourself with and this is true for a lot of people almost all people I would say and eventually like we all go through these paths and I've been through it and whatever and blah 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 but like a lot of it stems from judgment too you know like you might be hardwired to judge someone judge someone's face if they have face tattoos, judge someone's piercings, judge someone based on their looks. And that's just not how we should perceive people. You should never judge a cover based on its book. What am I saying? Judge a book based on its cover. I am so out of it right now. But seriously, like that's that's a thing that we all deal with. And eventually, um, I think like no shame in dealing with it because you probably are surrounded by it and you probably have been hardwired to think that way but i think like eventually you'll learn or if you haven't learned like here's your sign but that's not how you should perceive people that's not a way to have a fulfilling life that is just comes from lack of self-confidence and um i guess not loving yourself enough so you got to take it out on others don't judge others it's not worth it one more thing. I also think that tattoos are super cool because they can be a conversation starter. You know, you see someone's tattoo and you'd be like, wow, what is that? But if you're not genuinely super interested in knowing about that tattoo or that story or that person might be coming off as like, hey, I don't want to talk about it right now. Don't do that to someone because you can that can be a trigger for someone if you are not genuinely interested in that tattoo. If you're like, oh my goodness, what a cool tattoo. Is that an orange? Like, you know, there's different ways to do it. If you genuinely want to know about the orange, if you say, oh my God, I love your tattoo. I come from Florida. I come, I, there's oranges all around me. So I just, I, it drew me in right away. And I would love to know why you have that on you. Or like, you know, there's different ways to go about that. But I just wanted to let you guys know, if you aren't aware of that, that is a rule with tattoos. It's kind of like a silent human code, you know, don't, don't be interested. It's just, it goes with everything, you know, like if you're not interested in that person's car, don't come up to them and be like, wow, what a nice Honda you have. I really like it. Like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it kind of is, whether or not you think, it's actually like doing the opposite and making the person feel shittier in a way. Um, so if you're not genuinely interested, don't do that. That's just a pro tip. Here's a little thing I like to do before I get tattoos. Uh, so if you're interested in getting a tattoo, but you are scared and you really want one, but you are scared, um, 
this is what I've done. So even like going back to the wave, I drew a little Sharpie line of a wave on my ankle for nearly a year straight. I think it was like a little over half a year. So not, not a full year. Um, but many months of me drawing this wave, like just a quick sketch, a quick line of this wave on my foot. And if I like that Sharpie drawing, I know that Sharpie's bad for your skin and all this stuff, but you know, so is everything we eat and whatever. Uh, so if I like this crappy Sharpie drawing on my ankle, I'm going to like a permanent tattoo. If I like it for half a year, I'm going to like it. So if I ever am like getting interested in getting a new tattoo, I draw whatever it is, just a quick sketch. It can look terrible, but I draw it like right plain sight. Like I'd put it right there. And I've had people like come up to me to the point where they're like, wow, I love your tattoo. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, actually, this is Sharpie, but thank you. I'm just like practicing, you know, I'm just, I'm going to get it, but I want to make sure I like it. And if I like this Sharpie drawing, then I will like the permanent one, you know? Um, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Just draw a quick sketch on you. I think a month, I know it sounds long, but you only have to do it like once or twice a week of drawing it on you. Uh, a month, if you can keep a Sharpie drawing that's crappy on you for a month, then you're ready and you don't need to be scared about getting the tattoo that you want. Um, it's meant to be. But if you're like, ah, like after week two and you're like, I don't really like the placement or I don't even think I want this butterfly wing on me anymore. Like I get sick of seeing it every time I bend down, you know, like it's a good practice step. Um, and I think practice steps are very helpful in life. So that's just a pro tip from, from yours truly. That's what I've done with all mine. And uh, yeah, try it out. For those of you who listen to my podcast, you know that I answer a few questions on every episode. So let's jump right into your guys' questions for this week's episode. Okay, this is a great question. This comes from username justagirl13 on Instagram. So uh, this person asked me, how can I support you without buying something? Great question, because I get it. Like, you know, I don't expect anyone to be purchasing anything from me. I just am so grateful when they are. But, like, that's it. Like, you are supporting me right now. You just messaged me a question. If you're watching anything on my social media or interacting with me or whatever, it supports me and it might encourage a purchase through someone else. So, uh, that's supporting me also like certain platforms pay creators based on the views or likes or engagement on their videos um, So if you're just engaging or even watching or liking any of my videos like that supports me hardcore That is all I can ever ask for um, And yeah, I'm just grateful for anything like that. So thank you so much. That's a great question Also side note for all of my creators out there my my Instagram reels bonuses have been gone like I think I've gotten one or two earlier this year and I know that they pop up and you have to be like eligible but like I am more eligible than ever right now and they're just like non-existent so if you have any insight on that let me know because I go to like the bonus section and it's just it doesn't even offer it to me to like add it to the videos if you don't know what I'm talking about sorry I'm just uh just curious on what's going on there all right last question for the episode this one comes from a dear friend Charlie, um, on Instagram, Charlie asked me, what is your most memorable slash favorite job you've ever had or done as a kid through now? That is an amazing question. He actually asked me like eight questions that are just so good. Uh, I'm going to save them for future episodes. So Charlie, I got to think, cause I've had so many jobs. I've had like does probably two dozen jobs 
since I've been 15, if you're like including mowing lawns and all that stuff. Uh, the, the one that comes to mind right away is I worked at a juicery place. This was my like third or fourth job, probably, you know, 19, fresh out of high school, fresh out of a long relationship, starting beaten path and all this stuff. Um, and just like exploring life, making videos with friends, going to see them in college and like, you know, just getting out of that high school realm and like understanding what life is and, uh, adulting in a way. But anyways, I got a job at a escape route juicery down in Dunedin, Florida. And that was my most like pivoting job, like turning point to the, to the upside, I think for who I am and becoming a better person. I've had so many good jobs. Publix was my least favorite and that was my first job. And then, um, the next one I think was Innisbrook. I, I don't like the place, but I, I loved the people I worked with. And it was just a, another fun one where I got to like swim at a pool that was closed later on and all this stuff. That was fun, but like growing, uh, and pivoting and, you know, becoming who I truly am. There was, this juicery place. It was an acai bowl and juicery place. And if you like acai, I, I've tried them all I've, in Florida. Not all of them, but I've been been around. And this is like, this is top notch. This always wins like best bowl in Tampa. And uh, I think best, one of the best in the country, <laughs> definitely in Florida that I've had. But they're really, really good people. They're cool owners, Alex and Maria. Um, they were great bosses. They have a cool, super cool story. Please, like, look them up, or if you're in the area, like, go down there and see if you can talk to them and ask them about their story. But the, everything is done with a purpose there. And the people who I worked with, the customers who came in, it just was a different work environment. It was so healthy. It was early, and I, I started learning that I love working early, and that's just who I am. And, like, when I'm done with work, my day starts again. Like I get a whole nother day when I work at night, like it, it, I get in this weird rhythm and I don't really function well throughout the, you know, day leading up to the job. But, um, I don't know. I started being less picky. I loved every fruit in there. And when I first got hired, like, you know, I liked bananas and peanut butter, you know, but I left that place like eating kiwis with the peel on because of the people that I worked with. They're so healthy and it just brings back so many memories just thinking about it. Um, so yeah, that's probably my favorite like memorable job. I've had a lot of good jobs working at the coffee shop, uh, Relampago, the sister location at Dos was another like big turning point and like jumpstart in my career, but not as pivotal as the escape route one, not as important, I think, for becoming who I am and maturing and uh, just I guess, getting new perspective in life. And um, yeah, I owe a lot to them. Thank you so much for hiring me because I think I was the only dude that worked there and <laughs> one of the only dudes that has ever worked there. So I thank you guys for the opportunity. Uh, go check them out. They're great. They're awesome people. So thank you for making it to the end of the episode. Next week is the last episode recorded while we live in this house. It is wild. We are moving. We got... About a week left until we are out of here, and I am very, very excited. I'm scared and nervous and pumped and thrilled and excited and uh, happy and sad and all these emotions, but overall happier and more excited than I am scared, scared uh, and nervous. So we're going to live in the van for a little bit, and then we are going to head 
back out east. We just moved to Colorado from Florida, if you're unaware, and now we're going to the Smoky Mountains because it's a very, very good blend of Florida meets Colorado and um, definitely more affordable. I think it's just going to be a better place for Kendall and I, and we're going to be closer to the water, closer to some of my family and kind of in between both of our families and sort of still near a lot of friends. Um, but you know, you get a good mix of humidity, some greenery, you're kind of by the ocean, you're still in the mountains and you can get like seven homes in Tennessee for every one or two here in Colorado. So, uh, with all that said, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the smile hard podcast. I love you guys. Have a great rest of your week. (laughs) 